Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. It is great to be with you, Heart Church. Oh my goodness, I miss you and I can't wait to be back, to be together. But in the meantime, we thank God that at least we have this. We have the opportunity to meet together online. And uh, you know what? We're doing it. We're making it work. It may not be easy, but we are doing it. And we, we thank God that at least we do have this. I have the joy of coming to speak to you from the Bible today. And, uh, and I, as I do, I'd like to, I'd like to pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come around your word. We thank you, Spirit of God, that you are in every home right now, everywhere where this is being watched, on every screen. You are there to bless, to guide. You are there to give peace and understanding. And Father, we believe, Lord, that your word is powerful and it changes things and it changes us. I pray, Lord, that as we come around this word now, that supernaturally it will do something in each and every one of us. It may not do the same thing, but it will do something wonderful and specific and tailor-made to each one of our needs. We thank you, Lord, that you don't just see us as a crowd. You see us as individuals and you want to meet our individual needs. You want to meet us at our unique point in our life. And Father, we say thank you for this. We thank you that you're a good God. You've got good plans for us. And we believe that everyone today is going to leave uh, this time knowing that God has given them something fresh from his word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, November the 12th, 2003, myself and my family tugging our hand luggage uh, boarded a plane to South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa. Um, God had led us to this place and we had sold our home, sold our cars. We had reduced our belongings so that they could fit into a 20-foot long um, container. And we began a journey that we didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, we didn't know where we were going to live. We didn't know where the kids were going to go to school and uh, we didn't weren't entirely sure what it was that we were going to be doing but we knew that God had spoken and so we began this journey and I know on the uh, on the outside that seems like irresponsible I mean I was 40 years old it's like what are you doing why are you removing your family across the world well, we, we believed God had spoken to us. And in spite of all these things, and, and there is another part to that story. I, had, I am a planner and I had sought to plan and put things in place and God had just swept it all away. Uh, and yet I had a confidence, a deep assurance that we were doing the right thing. Now, I believe that that, was 
a gift of faith. And that is what I'm here to talk about today. I'm talking about the gift of faith. But for the sake of clarity, um, I want to speak to you today, firstly, about what it isn't. Because I think that it's important we get clarity on these things. I think that if I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split that into three areas. Just for simplicity's sake, I'm going to talk about natural faith. I'm going to talk about saving faith. And then I'm going to talk about the gift of faith. What am I saying when I talk about natural faith? Well, we all have a degree of natural faith, every single one of us. What do I mean by that? Well, um, uh, some of these examples are a little bit weird because uh, of this, this season battling COVID-19. And, uh, but in normal life, these are relevant um, examples. So firstly, you know, like, um, I have faith that when I go to the dentist, the dentist is actually a dentist. You know, I have faith that those certificates on the walls are actual certificates proving that they are qualified and that they have not been downloaded from the internet. And as that drill is going in my tooth, my head's vibrating. I am trusting that this person knows what they are doing. I have not asked to look at their qualifications. I've not asked to see photographs of them they're getting their dentistry degree. I have faith that they are who they say they are and they can do what they can do. In a similar way, I have faith. I, you know, I've flown many times in my life. Not once have I asked if the pilot um, can show me their uh, credentials, that they are a pilot. I've never have never said, uh, you know, can you can you show me your pilot's license, please? I have trusted that this person actually can fly a plane. That is that is natural faith. And even if you if you don't go to the dentist, or you or if you don't, you should. But if you've never flown, you know, even even at the simplest level, uh, going to uh, the restaurant, you know, like we have faith that. That this food is good, it's wholesome, it's not been poisoned in some way, that we can we can eat it and it will do us good. So that that is a natural form of faith, and we exercise it in many ways every day. So we're not talking about that. Then there is saving faith. It's that faith that knows that I need Jesus in my life. It's it's what the jailer said in the book of Acts, what must I do to be saved? It was a realization. Wait a minute. I need God in my life. And uh, and it, something rose up in him where before he hadn't really thought about it, but now he was just deeply aware that he needed to know this Jesus. He needed to know uh, about God. And, uh, and I want to say that I'm excited about the fact that it's, in, it's been reported that, that uh, almost one in four adults have engaged with uh, church over, over um, the, the, these last weeks. And that is amazing. You know, they, they would say that probably 6% of the population engage with church during uh, during any uh, week, um, but but now they're experiencing numbers as high as up to about twenty four percent, which is 
Incredibly, it says something about the times that we're in, but people become aware of their own mortality. And when they do that, they begin to call out to God. And that is incredible. It's a phenomenal opportunity for us as the Church of Jesus Christ. And even if you're watching today, we love the fact that you've uh, joined us today. And I want to say welcome and to say that Maybe there's something in you like that, that jailer in, in the book of Acts, which is a book in the Bible that says, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to engage with God? What must I do to find Jesus? Well, all you must do is ask Jesus into your life. You must uh, be, have a heart that says, Lord, I need you. I want you. And I'm going to turn away from my way of doing life. I'm going to turn away from me just living life by my own ideas and I'm, I'm going to turn away uh, from, from my mistakes uh, and my stubborn determination just to do it my way and I'm going to give my life over to you. And, uh, and as you do that, God promises that he will, he will save you and he will change your life from the inside out. I believe that this is the most powerful message on the face of the earth because it is so transformational. It is not just about bowing down to religion or to some image. This is about a living God invading my heart and life and giving me the power to live life in the way actually I've always wanted to and did not have the emotional equipment or tools to do that. But God, by his spirit, gets hold of us and changes us and gives us a brand new life. And I, I can say that uh, more than 30 years ago, I made this decision and I have never regretted that decision. And I encourage you today, if you do not know Jesus, then say yes to him, give your life to him. I promise you, he will transform it and, and, and he will give you a better life than even you've ever dreamed of. Well, that kind of faith, that, that desire for the things of God is saving faith. But I want to talk to you today about the gift of faith, because that is a little bit different. I want us to understand, the Bible actually tells us, we've all been given a measure of faith. And in Romans 12, verse 3, the Bible tells us, that, that, that everyone has been dealt a measure of faith. So there's not one of us that can say that we haven't got any faith because God has made sure that every single one of us has been dealt a measure of faith. It's different. Those measures are different. We haven't all been given the same measure you say well why haven't we all been given the same measure well because that's not up to us that's up to God he's God he can do whatever he wants he knows what he's doing he doesn't just see things in life from our uh, minute perspective he sees the macro he sees everything and uh, and and I know that God to bless the world through the church he gives people measures of faith gifts that will enable us to be a blessing, to be a representative, essentially, of Jesus in the earth by the Spirit of God. So how does that look? Well, let me say it this way. Um, and, you know, if, 
if you usually go to Heart Church, uh, this is going to mean uh, probably more to you. But let me let me say this. Consistently, as God uses me to minister, I see people come to the Lord. They say yes to Jesus. That's that's great. But we have uh, on our team is an elder at Heart Church, uh, Mark Ritchie. He's an international evangelist. What does that mean? Well, there is a gift on his life, an evangelistic gift um, that is different to mine. So I see people come to the Lord, but I believe that essentially I am doing the work of an evangelist. What does that mean? Well, in 2 Timothy 4 verse 5, it says this, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. It's not saying it's not saying that Timothy was an evangelist, but do the do the work. Don't don't ever lose your passion to see souls come to Christ. Do the work of an evangelist. I believe that yes is on my life, but that's different for Mark because Mark operates with a ministry gift of evangelism on his life. What does that mean? Well, practically means that Mark could preach from Women's Weekly, Women's Weekly and see people come to Jesus. I'm not being serious, okay, but but in a way I am because, because such is the anointing upon his life that he is going to see people respond to Jesus at a different level to what I will see. You will see a different level of fruitfulness, which is wonderful. We, we know that because of the fruit. So there is a different measure of faith. There is a different measure of gift. And uh, there, is, there, there is a fruit, a measure of fruit that is different. God has given us both different gifts and different measures of faith for different things. And in that way, we both make our contribution to the church, to the body of Christ and to the world. Everyone is given a different measure of of faith, but we can also develop the measure of faith that we have been given. Romans 10 verse 17 says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, let me just say that in another translation of that scripture. It's a modern English translation. I just think it puts it very beautifully and succinctly. Same scripture, Romans 10, 17. Faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. So in other words, faith is formed in my heart through the preached word of God, which is what I'm doing now. So the Bible is saying that there is an anointing available that as I preach to you, something is not just happening in your head. This is not just affecting your intellect. Something is changing in your heart and faith is growing and taking root. Also, I believe it's not just through the preached word of God, but it is through the red word of God. As I read the word of God, then that word will transform my heart. Faith is developed and released when I adjust 
to what the Word of God says and don't edit the Word of God to avoid the challenges it brings to my heart. What do I mean by that? Um, Basically, someone once said that I don't read the Bible, the Bible reads me. And in other words, that I'm not to read it and pick and choose, pick and mix, uh, you know, like those sweetie, uh, those uh, sweetie uh, troughs that you get and you can pick and mix what you want and, uh, and you, 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 you choose the ones and you can avoid the ones you don't like. Um, well, that is not what, what should happen when I come to the Bible. I'm not here to pick and mix the bits I like and only take those away. My life is designed to, to, uh, to yield to what the Word of God is saying. So as the Word of God reads my heart, uh, I am meant to change my life and myself according to it, or more accurately, allow the Spirit of God to change me, to be in alignment with what the Word is saying not editing the word so I feel more comfortable and yet, well, I can cope with that. So, uh, no, it's, it's, it's about me yielding, me changing, me, me uh, uh, changing and moving with what God is, is saying. So faith is developed by listening to God and doing what he asks you to do. And let me say, that is just as relevant in the small things. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. The less you use it, the weaker it becomes. So the gift of faith. We have been spending this time over these last weeks and Andy Copsey did a great job uh, last week in in teaching us about uh, gifts of healing Today, as we look at uh, the gifts of faith, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 9 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit, a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge, by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by that one spirit. So so faith is given to us as a gift. What do I mean by this? I believe that a gift of faith is, is you and I doing something through God, as opposed to a miracle, which is God doing something through you. God is doing something through me. But I believe faith is me doing something through God. So faith, as we've looked at all those kind of brands of faith, the gift of faith, I believe, will always have a supernatural element to it. Um, in other words, it's, it's something that calls into being things that are not yet there in the natural. In fact, That's what is said of God in Romans 4, verse 17. It says, um, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's what faith is. In a way, 
faith gives me the ability to see things through God's eyes. He enables me to, to look at things and see the possibilities. So we find ourselves not guided by the natural circumstances, but we are guided by an internal compass called faith. We do not allow ourselves to be distracted by natural circumstances. It doesn't mean that we can't see them. It doesn't mean that we might not even be a bit intimidated by them sometimes, but faith enables me to rise up above and beyond that intimidation and to continue on the course God has given me. We boarded the plane that day to move to South Africa and something, some things in the natural could have gone horrendously wrong. It, we, we had nothing uh, in place that was going to guarantee uh, that this was going to work. Um, well, you know, the truth is, one thing we've learned about this season is, in, in truth, in life, there is nothing in place that can guarantee uh, it's all going to work out all right. So our life is not rooted in natural circumstances or natural security. Our life must be rooted in God because that enables us to live a life beyond natural circumstances. It's not that we're not affected by them, but God gives us uh, an ability to rise above them and to win even when everything around us says that we might lose. That day, I was carrying a deep assurance. <laughs> you know, I thank God for a, a beautiful wife who who had confidence in me, trusted me to make this radical move because like Noah, God had not directly spoken to her. God had spoken to me. And in some ways, uh, it, it needs greater faith for my uh, wife and children to come along uh, when they'd not had a specific word from God. They'd not heard exactly what I heard, but they were trusting what I had heard. And, uh, and, you know, we thank God that that worked out all right. But that day, even though there were so many things that could have overwhelmed me, I had a deep assurance, a gift of faith that all was well. And it was. Now, I've used the moving country analogy deliberately because I think that many times this is exactly the kind of analogy that is so big and so out there because many of us are not going to be called to do that, that we think, well, you know, uh, that's great, Malcolm. Awesome that that happened for you, but that doesn't really relate to me and my life. And we box faith away and we say, hmm, you know what, that's great. God's going to do that for some people. But for most of us, it's not going to work out like that. But I want to say, don't disqualify yourself because God wants to give us gifts of faith in so many little ways. I want to underline the fact that, first of all, the road to moving country that kind of faith is paved 
with many tiny steps of obedience that forms faith in your heart. God doesn't ask you to do that in one go. He had to grow us, develop us. He had to grow and develop our faith in our heart. Secondly, I want to say that he gave us a gift of faith for a particular step that we needed to take. It doesn't mean that you live at that level in every single aspect of your life. Oh God, it would be awesome if we did. But along the way, God will give you a gift of faith for a particular step that you need to take. We all need to remember that even with small faith, we can do great things. Jesus said this, in Matthew 17, 20, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And I've learned over the years that a mountain doesn't need to look like a mountain to be a mountain. A mountain doesn't need to look like a mountain to be a mountain, but those mountains, even with faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, those mountains can move. You know, let me just bring it right down. You know, maybe, maybe God can give us a gift of faith, give you a gift of faith, to get out of bed in the morning when you find yourself overwhelmed with depression. Now, maybe that's not everybody's story. Maybe that they don't need a gift of faith for that. But for you, on that day or on several days, you need a gift of faith. And God will give you a gift of faith to help you override the natural in order to walk as God would want you to walk. Maybe maybe God gives us a gift of faith for that teenager who is drifting away emotionally from us. And and we have we have a gift of faith that no matter what they say and no matter what circumstances are happening, we believe. No, have a deep assurance that everything truly is going to be all right. Maybe you have a gift of faith that says, you know, even though everything on paper says that money is not going to be enough for what you need, God has given you a deep assurance that you are not only going to have just enough, but that you're going to have more than enough in, in Jesus' name. Faith is a gift that God gives to see the possible in the impossible. Everything in the natural says this is impossible, but God gives me the faith. Faith gives me God's eyes to see beyond the hindrances of the natural and to see all the possibilities that God knows are there. Faith achieves supernaturally what could not have been achieved by human energy alone. I pray for us today 
that as we use the measure of faith God has given us, we will see God cause it to grow. That mustard seed would have been about one to two millimeters long, but it grew to be the biggest tree in the garden. May we use our millimeter faith and watch God do great things. Let me say that again. May we use our millimeter faith and watch God do great things. And I want to believe with you that God will give you specific words of faith for specific situations and you will have testimony after testimony of God's goodness as God takes the impossible and makes it possible for the glory of his own name. God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.